0: Hey there everyone, welcome back to the podcast. It's your Comet Cosmonaut welcoming you to another episode of some weird science facts and just some information about our universe. So uh, let's jump right into it. Guys, I've had my coffee. I'm really hyper. My voice is going out. Don't know why. Couldn't care why. But we're going to talk about one of the coolest planets. Some, uh, you know, a couple facts about one of the coolest planets in the solar system. And then we're going to move on to some other cool facts. We're going to, we have a lot planned for today. But let's get started with one of the coolest planets, which is Uranus. I don't think it sees enough love, so we're going to show it some love today. First of all, this planet rotates on its side, which is pretty dope. It appears to roll around the sun like a huge ball. The most likely explanation for this planet's unusual orientation, which is about 90 degrees sideways compared to the others, is that it underwent some sort of titanic collision in the ancient past, which is ridiculously cool to think about. Uranus' tilt causes what NASA considers to be the most extreme seasons in the solar system. Another cool fact about Uranus is that each Uranian year is 84 Earth years. So about a quarter of a Uranian year, or 21 Earth years, the sun shines directly over the north or south pole of the planet. That means for more than two decades here on Earth, half of Uranus never sees the sun at all. Shall we move on to the next fact? Yes we shall. Pop podcast quiz question. Alright, you guys ready? I'm sure you're ready. What is the hottest planet in the solar system? We know that Mercury is the closest planet to the sun in the solar system, so therefore it has to be Mercury, right? Right? Wrong! It is actually Venus, the second closest planet to the sun. Venus has a runaway greenhouse effect going on there, so the atmosphere is very volatile, it's very, uh, you know, just atrocious. So the average temperature on Venus is around 869 degrees Fahrenheit, that's 450 degrees Celsius, right? While the average temperature on Mercury is a balmy 354 degrees Fahrenheit. That's 178 degrees Celsius. You may ask, why is Venus hotter than Mercury, the planet that's closest to the Sun? Well, Venus has an atmosphere while Mercury does not, and that regulates temperature. See, Venus has a runaway greenhouse effect that's going on, so some sunlight that hits Venus is reflected back into space, while the rest becomes heat. The greenhouse gases prevent heat from escaping into space, warming the planet, so this has gone out of control. And it's caused Venus to heat up to around 869 degrees Fahrenheit, 450 degrees Celsius. And that's an average temperature. There are more trees on Earth than stars in the Milky Way. Alright? Because there's about 100 to 400 billion stars approximately in the galaxy. And there are about 3 trillion trees on planet Earth. So we're going to go outside the solar system for this this tidbit of information. HD 189733 b is an exoplanet approximately 64.5 light years away from the solar system. So it was discovered on October 5th, 2005, and it's a hot Jupiter, all right, because it uh, orbits its Host star once every 2.2 days at an orbital speed of 152.5 kilometers per second, which is 152,500 meters per second, which is 341,100 miles per hour, making it a hot Jupiter with poor prospects for extraterrestrial life. Compared to Jupiter, its mass is 16.2% higher and its radius is 13.8% greater. But that's not all. What the scary part is, this planet has winds composed of silicate particles that blow up to 8,700 kilometers per hour. That's 5,400 miles per hour. And observations of this planet have also found evidence that it rains molten glass horizontally. It rains glass sideways. But nice nice facts about it, they suspect it's this really deep blue beautiful color. Uh, you know, that's nice. Just so you know, that means the winds that are blowing 5,400 miles per hour, two kilometers per second, that's seven times the speed of sound. Like, just trying to remember that. I think it's cool. I think it's cool, but I also think it's incredibly deadly. Okay, so I like to think about, like, extraterrestrial life a lot, and I just want to think about, like, I, I want to put it in y'all's brains. Like, imagine finding life on a planet like this. Like, obviously there's poor chances of us doing so, but, like, we're looking for li- life like us, like, you know? Like, what if we find some, like, sort of super being that can withstand these types of winds and these types of, like, rainstorms of where it, like, rains glass molten glass sideways like I wouldn't want to meet that type of life because I feel like they just like snap my neck in a second or if they just looked at me I'd disintegrate like I just love thinking about like all of the possibilities that aren't likely but there's still a small chance <laughs> like in some sort of multiverse like I know there's like no life on that planet most likely and i know that there's almost like no life out there that's probably like i described that can withstand something like that but The possibility that there is something like that out there just amazes me to think about like, you know, something that's adapted to those sort of conditions or conditions like that. I'm not saying like their planet has to rain molten glass sideways, but like something that can handle like even hotter and extreme conditions than we can, that'd be cool to meet something like that and to actually find out about something like that. I just it, It amazes me the possibilities that are out there. I don't know, no facts there, but just some fun things to think about when it comes to like extraterrestrial life. Also the hazy cobalt blue color comes not from like reflections of a tropical ocean, like Earth, but rather a hazy blowtorch atmosphere containing high clouds laced with silicate particles. It's also really cool to think about how NASA scientists suspect that Jupiter's moon Europa may be the most likely known candidate for extraterrestrial life because, you know, against everything it has going for it, like the frozen surface and all of that, there could be, and most likely is, liquid water below its cracked and frozen surface. Europa is much smaller than Earth, but it may host a deep ocean that researchers suggest could contain twice as much water as all of Earth's oceans combined, which is really cool. And it's really cool to think about because studies that track how, you know, life forms and have evolved suggest that the earliest life on Earth emerged about 4 billion years ago and that timeline means that it originated in the ocean and that water was a very vital source and necessity for life to exist. One of my favorite theories and hypothesis was first proposed in the 5th century BC by the Greek philosopher Anaxagoras. It's known as panspermia. Panspermia is the idea that life exists throughout the universe and is distributed by space dust, asteroids, comets, and things alike. And it means, like, something like, something from Mars could have come over to Earth and fertilized the planet and, like, you know, caused life to develop here. Because everyone knows, not everyone knows, but every dork and, like, you know, planet dork like me and, like, astrophysics dork knows that... Mars used to look a lot like Earth, but something tragic happened to it. And we're not sure what, but it used to be just like Earth, but something happened and caused it to turn the way it did. And that means that life could have very well been on Mars, but it came over to Earth somehow, like via a rock or something like that. But it could have come from asteroids from deep space and like, you know like interstellar space and like it, it it's so crazy to think about how life could have come about. But my favorite idea is definitely panspermia where life could have come from either really close or really far away. It's just really awesome to think about and I think I'll talk about this more some other day but we're coming to a close in this podcast I hope you enjoyed it but that was my phone going off to let me know to shut up and stop talking but Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I had a really fun time making this one. And I hope you have a really fun time listening to it. So uh, I'll see you guys next week. Not really sure what to talk about next week. Probably some more ridiculous science facts. Maybe more about space. I don't know if you guys enjoy space as much as I do. But it's definitely one of my favorites. Considering I'm studying physics and astrophysics. So yeah, that's, that's why it's one of my favorites. But anyway, I'll see you guys next time feel free to leave some suggestions. I need help. I just need help. I need all the help that I can get. So thank you so much for watching, listening, and all that because I'm putting this on YouTube and Spotify. So yay. Thank you. Uh, bye bye